Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Up Your Alley. It's a podcast with two best friends. That's me. My name is Taylor Edgar, and with me, as always, is my best friend, Jake Baggett. Say hi, Jake. Hey, buddy. It's a show where we recommend things to each other, and then we come back the next week to talk about our recommendations and see how much it is up the other person's alley. You get graded on a scale of one to three based on how good your recommendation is. Right now, I have 55 points. Jake has 54 points. As we're coming in towards the end of the year, uh, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And follow us on YouTube, Spotify, all the good stuff. There's the call to action. We're done. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Doing good. I'm looking forward to this episode. This week, we're talking about... Uh, it's a double Max week. Both yeah. of our recommendations were available to stream on Max. Yeah. Not sponsored by them, but we're open to it. Good content on there. Yeah, save me about 16 bucks a month. HBO Max. Just Max. Okay, if, if we're going with the brands, we got. We I know. Be cool. I really have to clean it up. Yeah, I know uh, you want bands. Bands. I know you want bands so bad. Can we just have bands on here instead? Absolutely. Brands. Hundred <laughs> percent. So uh, the double max recommendation. Two uh, recent things as well. Uh, the animated series Jake recommended for me, Scavengers Rain, is available on Max. It's twelve episodes, thirty minutes apiece. Great animation from Animation House. Titmouse, yeah, uh, probably best well known for their Adult Swim work, Metalocalypse, Venture Brothers, things like that. Yeah, and my recommendation for Jake Love has won the Cult of Mother God, the documentary series that just wrapped up. Both of these things came out last month, so Damn. they're still pretty good. But before we get into that, we got some other things to talk about. The Game Awards. Yep, that happened Thursday. They happened last week. So people that have been listening to the show know that we have talked about the Game Awards. We threw out what we thought would win. Uh-huh. And the game that won Baldur's Gate three, Jake. Yep. How happy are you with that? Um, uh, I expected it. Yeah, I'm happy with it because it's a great game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's awesome. I wanted Alan Wake two to win. Yes, because Alan I Wake think two won like best story, best, best uh, narrative design, narrative. or best. Director. It's a fancy way to say story. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's it's uh, both games are completely awesome in like their own very unique ways. Mm-hmm. One's like a great. RPG type of game, one's great and narrative story driven game. Yeah. And to have both of those up in the same year was incredible. It was kind of a crazy year for gaming when you look at it yeah. all together. Because even uh we didn't even I just started playing Hi Fi Rush not yeah. too long ago. How's that working for you? That game's incredible. Yeah. So uh it's amazing that that wasn't nominated as much. But it's yeah, it was a highlight year, and for sure, it was. Ex- I was excited to watch this uh, live, and it was mostly ads. Yes, well, yeah. I mean, that's how you get money for some to put on something like I that. I get you, but like thirty seconds to listen. I want to listen who's, to the developers. Who's the guy that hosts the whole thing? I was Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. It's like his his baby. I, I think he just wants to rub elbows with famous people. Yeah. And not specifically Hollywood famous people. Right. Timothy Chalamet was there. Last year wasn't Al Pacino there, yeah. like just mumbling his way through whatever <laughs> video games are about. We don't need this. No. We don't need this. But there were some, I think they did a pretty good job. So the six games that were nominated for Game of the Year, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Resident Evil 4, Spider-Man 2, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think most of those games got their due. Uh, in other categories, like award shows, yeah. will kind of do this sometimes. Like they all get the banner feels like nominated that. for the banner award, yeah. but then you get kind of your like side consolation prizes, right? If, like if your movie didn't win best best picture, sometimes someone from that movie will get like best supporting actor, or yeah. best director, or something like that. Uh-huh. So Baldur's Gate got Game of the Year, and then they got best uh, performance for the guy that plays 
the Astorian. Yeah, the blonde-haired guy that's in all the YouTube yes. shorts that it, I see. He's a great character. He's mm-hmm. awesome. It's a wonderful balance because he's a thief character, right? But he's very bougie. He's like a high-end type of Comes guy. Off a little foppish. He's in, he's foppish. Yeah, but he's entertaining as hell. All the little shorts that I see and people like post little clips on Reddit, yeah. or whatever. I'm like, ah. And his performance is immaculate. Yeah, amongst a lot of great performances in that video game. I thought. I think Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Should have gotten it because I think his performance was more nuanced, yeah. I want to say, than a lot of video games typically have. I thought they were going to give it to the guy that did Spider Man, whose name escapes me right now. Because no, I, I thought that was the way they were going to kind of like give filter it out. To it him out. Yeah. Because they nominated Spider Man for seven. Spider Man walked or away six. With, yeah, and they walked got away zero. Nothing. I really didn't think it deserves awards. I'm really sorry. I really enjoy the game. I think yeah. it's great, but it's stacked this year. It's yeah. really drowned out by the caliber mm-hmm. of what we got to play. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, Super Mario Brothers Wonder was nominated for Game of the Year. I think it got Best Family Game. Oh, I Which is, one. like, yeah, of course. It's the new Mario game. That's the Best Family Game. It's But it, Dredge came out this year. Dredge is not a family game. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's another game yeah. that both me and you really liked. I played Chants of Sonar. Chants. Hmm. Like, chanting. Like Gregorian Monk chants. Yes. Huh. Of Sonar. Is that like a Parappa the Rappa? Only I played really that about boring? two weeks ago. It's a great game yeah. where um, you're in a new world and you don't understand a language and you have to piece it together with clues. Huh. So you'll see like a switch and you'll see like words on the top, words on the bottom, and you flip the switch up and it'll open the gate. So you're like, oh, okay, so that word must be open. So you write it down in your little notebook that's open and then that, that one must be off. So you write it down and if you get enough, then it completes like in... Uh, uh, Obra Din, yeah, where you get enough right, it solidifies it. And like, yep, you got that part right, mm-hmm. and you just do that for languages. That's pretty rad. What are you playing that on? Oh, you could play it on your uh, Playstations, your Switches. Yeah, I think we played it on Switch. Nice, but that game was awesome. Yeah, and it, again, it's a indie game amongst a bunch of great indie games that came out this year. Yeah, a Sea of Stars won indie game, which should win it. Yeah. Apparently, I, I, think I think we that, already talked about this. We're yeah. not even close to beating it. No, so I just keep pretty I, excited. I was playing about Sea that. of Stars, and then I got distracted. I think Spider Man came out, yeah. and then I started. Doing I thought that. I was getting to the tail end of it, and I talked to my friend who beat it. It's a big game, and she and I was like, I'm at the boat, and she's like, Oh, you're not even close to, you're yeah. not even close to the end. I was like, Oh, oh, cool. So yeah. it's gonna open up even more. It's gonna be there'll be a dead space, and I'll not not dead space, but there'll be a dead time in gaming that I'll go back to it. I, I mean, I will say gonna, this: I've been back on uh, finally finishing up stuff in. Outer Wilds, that was a recommendation a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That game's just so much freaking fun. Yeah. I'm getting all the little uh, side trophies. I'm trying to get a platinum That's in what that I'm game. About, and man. I got the DLC. That game is just incredibly fun. You know, I just found out on my second. So, one of the trophies you have to do is you have to complete the get to the end game in the first uh, time cycle. Yeah. So, I did that. And it was during that playthrough that I realized that you can refill your jetpack. Yeah. In the ship? Yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh, just learned. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. That you can heal yourself <laughs> and fill your jetpack. Yeah. That would have helped me so much <laughs> my first playthrough. There's so much that the game just doesn't tell you. I thought it was a constraint. Like I thought it was just built in, like the time constraint that you have yeah. 22 minutes to do it. I was like, you oh, you start jetpack. out with that jetpack, and mm-hmm. that's all you can do. Yeah, no. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm an You're idiot. good. Yeah. <laughs> I should walk around and read things more often. Nah. Yeah. You play it the fun way, so when you find it out, you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On my third or fourth playthrough. <laughs> But and uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom got best action adventure game, which 
Sure. Yeah. If I that's mean, that, that feels game like a consolation year, prize because yeah. that game needs recognition for how great it is. I said it, I think, when we talked about the nominations for this. I really feel like that game pushed the Switch to its limits. I, think, I don't think there's much bigger game that that console can hold. As far as an adventure game goes, that's <clears throat> like peak perfection to me. Yeah. That's what I love in an adventure game is so open to my creativity right. that it doesn't matter. I told you about how I solved one of the first shrines in it. It's just a really high cliff and there's rockets laying all around you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're supposed to just know... Well, you're supposed to be like, oh, I put it on my shield and I rock it up. Zip up. And all I did was take every rocket that I found and I put them tip to tip, connected them all together in one big rope, one yeah. big long stick, and I laid it down and climbed up it. <laughs> that game's great. <laughs> it worked out perfectly. Yeah. So that's fun. I mean... I think it's going to be good. We're going to talk about this uh, in our episode that'll come out on the 29th. Kind of a look back and look forward. Right. Uh, one thing I did pull away from the Game Awards is one of our both our most anticipated games of the year, Hades 2, was once again one of the most anticipated games <laughs> of next year. <laughs> because, I mean, and I'm, I know nothing about how, what goes into making a video game or anything like that. So the fact yeah. that they're pushing it back here, I'm like, good. And it's a smaller yeah. indie game, so... Yeah. I mean, there's a deluge of games that we still have to play. Yeah. I'm not hurting. We could really just... When it comes out, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a podcast just on games. Yeah. Like, they're coming out rapid fire. Oh, speaking of which, did you see the Dredge Dave the Diver collaboration that's coming together? Oh, no, I did not. Yeah. They had a trailer for it on the Game Awards. They're doing essentially a Dredge expansion of Dave the Diver, where it's collaborating the two games. Cool. So you're going to have Eldritch style (coughs) fish to grab. Indie aquatic... Fish retrieval games. Now, that was controversy, was uh, Dave Diver not actually being an indie game. Really? Yeah, because it's from a, a kind of an actual big production company. So yeah. people were like, does it really count as an indie game? Right. I don't know. I, I didn't really look into it that much. I mean, from it looks like one of those things, like from the looks of it, it looks like an indie game. Yeah. Know? But the it might have been made by a big team, or it might have been made by a small group within that team. I didn't really look into it. Right. It's just how you just define things like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, because you want, I get that you want more representation of indie games. That's what I want. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I get that that's a conversation that we definitely should be having, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. Dave Diver is a great game. Everybody should play it. <laughs> sure is. But where do you classify? Where's the line between indie and that? It's like technically Star Wars is an independent film. Right. Because George Lucas made well, it. Because it's outside of the studio development. Exactly. So... I mean, but no one would think what's your favorite indie? It should be, it is in the studio development. Right. Is the thing. Yeah. But it's what? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's a conversation that should happen. But I'm not smart enough to break it down for you. No. That's, I think we've proven that over 50 some odd episodes of this podcast. We're not smart enough to break things down (laughs) very well. We just have good opinions about stuff. Uh, Another, speaking of good opinions about stuff, we did uh, get a, a, kind of a response to our episode last week kind of yeah. a fun thing uh last week's episode we talked about jeff bezos rowing boat from the youtuber bobby fingers yeah and shortly after that episode went up i just you know i tagged him on instagram it's not like i my people reached out to his people <laughs> or anything like that and we got a fun little voice message that he just said thanks for the review and if people listen to that episode you'll know that jake had a theory slash kind of fever dream yeah that it was all a <laughs> metaphor for mr fingers time working at yeah. amazon 
and he said in no uncertain terms, yeah. he said, thanks for the review. I never worked at Amazon. <laughs> so he just blew it right up. <laughs> but <laughs> so cool for that to him to reach was, out to us like that. Yeah. He also pointed out that Jake's Irish accent is terrible. Yeah. And so I'm putting a moratorium on Jake doing accents. Just uh, one at a time. All of them? Nope, just one at a time. Oh. Once someone from that place reaches out to us. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Like if someone reaches out from Scotland and it's just like, Jake, no, you're not allowed to do that accent. That'll anymore. make me right ragged, it would. <laughs> is that Australian? That is uh English person. Nope. That is an American doing an English accent. Right in you're if you're welcome. upset with <laughs> Jake's impressions. I'm the next Clive Owen. I hope it's famous people that reach out to us about you doing their <laughs> impression of them. <laughs> like just if I impersonate uh, actors from other countries. Exactly. Just George Lucas reaches out. He's like, have him stop doing yeah, my voice. It's not even close. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spot on. So yeah, shout out to Bobby Fingers. That was really cool that he reached out. We're glad you liked the review. Yeah, that's so, cool. And so speaking of reviews, we're going to get into what we're talking about this week after just a quick message from our sponsor. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in the world and is going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible, and that's important because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially if you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with your therapist, and there's a link in our description. It's betterhelp.com slash alley. That's betterhelp.com slash alley. Clicking that link helps you support this channel and also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with a therapist to see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't fit in with your first therapist, and that's common, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without the stress of insurance or who's in your network or anything like that. I'm a big proponent of therapy, and anybody that knows me can attest to the difference that it's made in my life the past couple years, and I recommend this program to anybody. So if you're struggling, please consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit BetterHelp.com slash Allie. That's BetterHelp.com slash Allie for 10% off your first month. And we want to thank BetterHelp for supporting our podcast. All right, we're back. So let's get into Jake's recommendation for me first, which is the 2023 uh, animated. It's listed as an animated uh, limited series. Yeah. So I don't know if there's going to be another one, but it's yeah. it's what it is. I don't think they need to do another one. Me neither. I think it's great as it is. So it's 12, uh, 20 minute or so episodes, so about five and a half to six hours of playtime. Scavenger's Rain, uh, available to stream right now on Max. Jake, how'd you find this thing, and well, why'd you recommend it? A uh, friend of the show and a previous guest, Chris, mm-hmm. was uh, back in Virginia for a little bit, Yeah, and he was staying with me while he was back on his trip, and... He really wanted to see the show, so we're like, we're like, yeah, I'll watch an episode, see what it's like. In the first episode, I was like, yeah, I'll watch another episode. And before we knew it, we watched the whole thing. Yeah, we were like, because we got down to, we looked at how many episodes were left. They were like, there's three episodes left. And we're like, all right, let's just keep going. <laughs> let's just finish Might this off right now. Yeah, we've yeah. already passed the bump. So like, we got hooked on it from the first time, from the first episode. Yeah, I will say it, it is pretty engrossing. It's a fascinating. Fascinating thing. So this basically the story of it is 
it starts out right in the middle of it. There's not really a big prologue. It does go yeah. back and forth with time jumps, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's set in the indistinct future somewhere. Uh, there's an interstellar cargo ship, the Demeter 227. It crash lands on a planet, and you're just dealing with the people from that ship. Yep. They're on this strange alien world. And there are three main groups of survivors. Uh, there's Sam and Ursula. Sam's like the captain yeah. of the ship. Mm. Uh, there's Cayman, who was just by himself. Yep. And then there's, uh, what's her name? Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy. And a robot, Levi. Mm-hmm. And so they're all trying to make their way back to the ship. They pull the ship down from orbit. Yeah. Everyone sees Sam it. Sam and Ursula were able to pull the ship out from the <coughs> orbit to crash land onto the planet. So for essentially a controlled right. crash landing. The, they all jettison from the ship. You find out later. No, no big spoilers for it. Yeah. But you find out later there was a solar flare. Kind of yeah. knocks the ship. I mean, out it of shows whack. you in the theme. Yeah, which is one of the most beautiful themes. Oh, we'll talk about I the music. Seen. We'll talk about yeah. the music. But. So, essentially, they bring the ship down, everyone sees the ship, and that's kind of the jumping-off point after the first episode. It's these three different groups of survivors Mm -hmm. uh, are all trying to make their way back to the ship. They can see, you know, everyone knows enough about the ship. They're like, oh, it it landed. Someone pulled it down from orbit. Sam and Ursula are very uh, resourceful. Right. They could definitely take with what they got in the land and transform it. All these wild animals that they go through have wild properties. So many of these animals are made out of balloons. Yes. And um, or helicopters, kind of. Yeah, sometimes a little helicopter or light things. bulbs. Yep, and sometimes you have to uh, cut open a big furry bear-like thing to reach in and get some glowing balls that yeah. are inside of it. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's basically the whole jumping-off point. Is just three survivors are all yeah. trying to get back to the thing. You have Ozzy, and mm-hmm. she's doing really well with Levi's help. Levi yes. is a robot that's. Just a cargo robot. She's yeah, not like a C three PO or anything but like that. She's very versatile and mm-hmm. can she? You know, you have technology on your side to build up. And she also had like a uh, survivor uh, cargo land yeah. in her as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Cayman, who's just going insane, yes. stuck in so, a tree that he can't get out of. The first point. Uh, I'll jump in first and just say, yeah, this is a three for me. I will say it turned yeah. into a three. About episode six. Okay. <laughs> it was uh-huh. a it's a strong two from the jump. Yeah. I'll say it's 12 episodes. I think everyone should watch this if this sounds remotely interesting to you. Watch the first two episodes. You're going to be hooked. Yeah. Because I'll say this. Even after the first two or three episodes, it, I was hooked. I knew I wanted to finish it. But it, I was hooked at it, too. It's yeah. just an interesting enough story. Yeah. And the way it's written in the, it's the animation. It's a beautiful is, world. Like, just the way it looks. Yes. A very interesting world, which is just how everything, all the creatures are, all the plants are. Yeah. It's the type of sci-fi that I totally dig, which is, it's completely alien. It's unbelievably nonsensical, but it makes sense in its own world. Because everything feeds off of itself. Yeah. Like an ecosystem does. So, when it when it starts, you're with Sam and Ursula, and apparently this is based on a, a short film called Scavengers, that the two people that did this, uh, Joseph Bennett and Charlie... Hooter, Hootner. Yeah. I don't know how to H U E T T N E R. Hootner. You don't want me to try. <laughs> nope, I don't. We don't need uh, letters from Charlie Hootner you telling you you're not allowed it? to say his name anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they did a short film, and they kind of just took this, you know, two series essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with Sam and Ursula, and jumps you right in. There's this beast of burden looking thing, kind of like a weird alien cow. Yeah, and they show it. 
and they're cutting it open, and they pull two light bulbs out, and they smack them together, and yep. then immediately it shows that the where they had cut it open, that animal has scars there. Yeah. So you can tell they've been here. It's excellent yeah. show-don't-tell storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's They've been here a while. They know what they're doing. Yep. This is what this animal is for. They have been working on this. Yeah. Yeah. What I, they've been doing, they've been surviving like right. this so for a while. The pods that crash land, uh, they had to jettison from the ship because the ship was failing and everything like that. The whole point is back on the ship, there are a bunch of people there still in stasis or cryosleep or whatever they call yeah. it in this universe. And they need to get back to the ship so they can wake those people up and hopefully get home. Yeah. The world of this, the greater world, the universe of this is very sparsely talked about it's just Mm. they work for the company yeah you get it's not a whole lot of oh we've got to get back to earth or ever since we started mining the kuiper belt it doesn't it doesn't spoon feed Mm. you what this the only thing is is going on in this universe these are all part of the demeter right and like some of them have like very loose relationships with each other Mm -hmm. and some of them like don't even know each other it's such a big ship type situation right it's a big cargo ship half the or more than half of the people are probably in cryo sleep yeah and it's a long haul thing it's not like it's a battleship or a military thing it's they were going to pick up some cargo undefined cargo yeah and bring it back and in the opening episode when their ship goes offline they show i think it might be the opening scene they show people back in the in the company working for them and it's literally just written off We're like oh we lost contact with demeter 227 They're like oh, oh. sucks yeah. for them yeah it's like do you want to go after them if anyone survived it like they better hope they didn't <laughs> you're just like oh so this faceless corporation doesn't give a shit about these people big surprise yeah and so it's yeah, that kind of something future. that you can understand <laughs> it's that kind of future where it's just like hey you know if you're out in space by yourself fucking good luck yeah. Like, it reminded me a little bit like of the Expanse that Chris good uh, recommended stuff. for it. Yeah, very true. Chris likes this stuff, doesn't he? It's good sci-fi. I mean, yeah. man's got a good... But I love this show, like, incredibly, so, so much. So, it... I love... The voice acting's great. The animation is fantastic. It's such a... the What was the name? Vesta is what the name of the planet that they're on. Oh. And it's very interesting. Everything on this planet sucks. Yeah. Every... It's not like... It's not like in Star Wars rules of planets. Yeah. Star Wars has, and I love Star Wars, so not this isn't a critique. Star but, Wars just uses it as a narrative device. There's yeah. a desert planet. Uh-huh. There's a snow planet. There's yeah. a fire planet. It's like levels. And all of these planets are uh, humanoid <coughs> conquested right. already. And it's, it's, not, it's not like it's levels in Mario. It's, mm. You know, you go to the grass planet, yeah. and then there's a big city planet there's and everything like that. There's a cloud planet. Yeah. <laughs> And in this, the whole planet just sucks. Everything is yeah. trying to kill you. There's weird goo monsters. And it starts out with, I think my favorite group of the survivors were uh, Ozzy and Levi. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy's just kind of a no-nonsense. Uh, she seems very capable. I think she was like a mechanic on the ship. She was. Oh, I was a cargo, watch it. cargo yeah. specialty. Yeah. yeah. And she's with Levi, the robot, who's voiced by Alia Shawcat. Yeah, right. Who does great uh, people know her from i knew her first from arrested development right where she was maybe which was probably the best (laughs) secondary character in that entire show and she does great she's fantastic she does a lot of voice acting i think she she might have done tinkerbell for a while oh dude you got me i you got a daughter yeah i mean (laughs) you tell me man uh good good job pointing that out (laughs) (laughs) you guys remember the 
mid two thousands Tinkerbell <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> but they were kind of the great thing, uh, the relationship between those two, because uh, Levi the robot is it's shown in the first episode. Uh, that she's changing. Like the environment is doing something to her. The they pop open her thing. The first thing that they do is uh, uh, Ozzy finds her wrench buried in mm-hmm. the dirt. And she's like, Levi, like, why would you do that? Like, I, I put my tools back. Why would you just bury it? And Levi, as a robot, just goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because she is just a, a robot robot. She's not like a C-3PO that has no. like a personality or anything. They were meant to be on the ship to load yeah, the cargo. Just keep working on cargo. Yeah, yeah. like those uh, Boston Levi Dynamics robots. Levi is her name. Levi is the type of robot that she is. Exactly. There's plenty of Levi's on that. It's point, like if her uh, name if her ship. name was Blender. Yeah, Bender. That would have been a better Blender. Thing. Bender. <laughs> Flexo. <laughs> so she's great in that she's changing as a robot. So the three dynamics uh, were Ozzy and Levi, and that's kind of growing into this world and Ozzy kind of figuring more out about the world with what's going on with Levi. Then there's Sam and Ursula. And that's kind of the, I don't want to say cliche archetype, but they're the survivors trying to get back to the ship. He's the captain trying to do. That was my favorite because I love their dynamic between each other. Yeah. And how they react to what's going on on the planet and how they need to survive. Every episode, something's just fucking trying to kill him. It's my favorite thing about the show is so gross. You have to play by the planet's rules. And the planet doesn't give a shit. And the planet is wildly unpredictable. Yeah. There's my favorite part was just these birds that just run and grab you and put oh. you on your on their back where they have these arms that hold on to you and then they shoot up this cave that shoots right all the way up into the yes. to the like next level of the planet like a warp pipe yeah <laughs> it puts you out and it does it so fast yeah that it's like w- w- what was that <laughs> and there's little mysteries i think one of the most intriguing things is whenever an animal dies on this planet this weird white flower grows yeah. out of it and it mm-hmm. starts glowing and everything on this planet is sort of electric or biomechanical, or some of them have weird powers like cloning powers, yeah, mind control powers, telekinetic. So yeah. that's the thing that I, I texted Jake after I watched the first three episodes of this. And in Cayman's storyline, he's trapped in a escape pod by himself that he can't get out of. Yeah, and then at his window, there's this weird black and white. It's a hypnotoad. Yeah, a like future, a hypnotoad boy. A, hi- a Futurama reference. With, with telekinetic a, powers. And there's something about it. Well, it's a hypnotoad. The hypnotoad, hypnotoad can, hypno- can hypnotize you. Right. It cannot telepathically first move of all, you. First of all, I've always said firmly on this podcast, all glory to the hypnotoad. Mm. I've been firm on that belief for years. <laughs> and it's, I don't know what it is, but it's the most disturbingly animated thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Just because it's just the face and it's black and white and the eyes, it kind of has like a weird gray alien vibe to it. Yeah, but it has it's, grays where you can't really understand it. Right, and but you can tell it's thinking for and, some reason. And I know it's animated; it's not really thinking. The but show it just, don't tell is done incredibly. Amazing this show does with, it so great, better with than that most things. Alien, yeah, because you get right fast what those aliens do, mm-hmm. and it's weird, and it's kind of like. I would never have guessed that that's how yeah. the relationships work with things. And then uh, you get it about this specific alien of that alien race. Yes. You know? And you get to kind of see interspecies dynamics between all the different things. And it's never 
one of those things where it's like in sometimes in sci-fi they do this it's like oh that's the the blunder blunder catch or whatever and they have like weird names for all the aliens it's mm. just like they don't know what's fucking going on here no. everyone's just making rules they're trying to figure it out they're yeah. like weird animals that heal themselves automatically you said it right i mean it's a cliche it's alien but yeah. it's fucking it's, it doesn't play by my, the rules of regular aliens the theme of it the theme song yes and just the intro captures the emotion of this uh show perfectly where it's beautiful mm-hmm. and horrifying all at once to what's th- going on is incredible and awesome to watch but also like wow that's terrifying yes because it's gross. I, I hated this planet immediately. I hated this planet. this planet so much. At one episode, I think it's episode two or three. <laughs> there's a storm coming in, and you're like, "All right, it's a big storm." But then the storm shoots fucking razor blades for some yeah. reason. That's just like cutting people, and they see all the other animals running. And light spoiler: they're like, "How do we get out of this?" And one group of survivors is like, "Oh, look at these weird snail slugs that are in the ocean. Yeah. Let's climb into its weird snail slug mouth." And then it, it'll protect she, us. Yes, Ursula, so cool. Yeah. Because she's a one that can look at what's going on and pick it up real quick. Because mm-hmm. she just sees these weird uh, slug straws uh, come into the beach and start sucking up the balls. And she's like, it's putting in its young for yeah. protection. <laughs> Get in there. Get in its slug mouth. Like, wow. She's, that's great. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. Oh, my gosh. And so from a technical standpoint, the show, animation, you can tell it was done on a budget. But also, it was kind of the art style. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I would say that it's because they wanted something that felt more frame by frame mm-hmm. than something like Cell or computer animated. Yeah. And I think it captures it so well. It, you can definitely see how this is the studio that gave you Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers, which yeah. is another. Venture Brothers was another previous record. I enjoyed this so much more than I enjoyed Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers is so good. This is so much better. <laughs> and it's the animation. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Rick and Morty just in the way that everything's gross but it does something and for mm. some reason it's functional it's got in its the own. sci-fi element yeah, it's, of a Rick and Morty Rick and Morty's great yeah. about that too where they do like weird worlds they're just like yeah that's just how it works here so yeah. you know fucking figure and it this out this one or, doesn't feel so pickle Rick about it no and it's not I yeah. mean they've said in Rick it and Morty like specifically was... everything's supposed to look like genitalia <clears throat> because like everything's like either a dick but or this one or feels something. like uh, the planet was thought about. Yeah. It, like every moment, all the creatures interact with each other and survive. Right. Uh, based on all other creatures. What I was thinking you know? about was it'd be kind of like if you're watching planet Earth without any narration telling you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're just watching like one of those like crabs that lives up by the vents in the bottom of the ocean and it like climbs into the big anemones, but there's fire underwater and if you didn't have a british voice telling you what was going on you'd just be yeah. staring at it like what the fuck is that yeah is this our planet like does this happen here all the time yeah and it's nuts because it doesn't give you that it because it puts you in the shoes of someone that's on that planet yeah you have or the characters have a lot more knowledge than you do and no one's spoon feeding you anything you do get uh further on characters that know more than they let on and then some of the different characters grow a lot more and yada 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 storylines beautiful from a technical standpoint going back to the animation animation okay sound design fucking phenomenal okay all the animals sound so weird and so (laughs) gross everything's goopy and just making like slurping noises Mm -hmm. it's a like i was watching it 
uh, I was doing dishes and I had it playing on my phone and I had my Raycon wireless earbuds, another potential sponsor, <laughs> in, and it was just gross noises. Gross noises like in my ears and I had to like take them out. I'm like, this is fucking disgusting. Man. That little hypnotoad starts making noises. Yeah. I'm just done. Well, a lot of stuff does is gross. It's a gross yes, planet. That was a great sentence. I'm so it's, happy about myself. Yeah, you should but be. it's uh, I think the animation's incredible. I think mm-hmm. the soundscape is incredible. I think the performances are incredible. Mm-hmm. It, I great don't, voice acting. The only thing that I think keeps me from wanting a second season is the world it kind of makes sense now after 12 episodes yeah it's going to lose that mystery that kept me watching it and i, I will say this there, whole time there is the through line of having that but it is broken up very well where you can watch one episode and you will want to watch the next one mm. but you can put it down it's not like pausing a movie where you yeah. have to like jump back into it and there's no big recaps at the beginning where it's like previously on mm. this. Like it jumps you in. It's reminded me kind of the far away shots of it, the landscape and the wider shots. A little bit of uh, Miyazaki influence on that, yeah. especially like on the planes and all the, the weird. The colors of it are yeah. definitely and so bright and poppy like a Miyazaki. Right. You'll see like weird snail cows just walking around or they're riding on top of some fungus monster mm-hmm. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And it just it's gorgeous to look at, but it's some of the best drawn sci-fi I think I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. Just making things gross and beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. Off putting. That's what, exactly what I would that say. That little fucking hypnotoad's gonna give me nightmares. I loved him so much. The hypnotoad? His face is so It's the worst. Bitchy. It's he's got such a bitchy little face. It's like, and when it just it's he, condescending. It comes out it as a surprise, s- and he still has that condescending right. face. Uh, uh, I was laughing every single time. Looks like a fat, judgmental toddler <laughs> yeah. just staring yes. at you with like dead eyes. All it's missing is chocolate around his mouth. Right. I loved like, it so much. Like if Harry Potter's prick brother was a gray alien. <laughs> yeah. Like it just has a shitty look on his face the Gosh, whole time. Darn it. It was so good. Just an entitled little alien shithead. My- I fucking hated that alien <laughs> so much. I wanted it to die. Often. I cannot recommend this show enough. No, I think it's great, too. And it's one of those wrecks, like we've said before, if you don't get it, I get it. Yeah. Like, it's not for everybody, but if you like sci-fi, if you want some adult, not adult animation, animation for adults, though, (laughs) uh, it's great. Storytelling's great. Sci-fi's on point. Uh, It makes logical sense. It kind of gave off vibes a little bit. Did you ever watch the, the Ewok Adventures? Why would I do that? <laughs> so you never watched... Uh, what is that? The e- they made e- Ewok movies. No. One of them was called Caravan of Courage, and the other one was just Ewok Adventure. No. I so <laughs> they're on Endor, and it kind of like gives that vibe. So it's that's the clo- <laughs> you like Ewok Adventures. How have you never seen the Ewok movies? Have you met me? Do yeah. I look like a Star Wars guy? So they're on Endor, where the Ewoks live. Yeah, Ewoks are the little bears. How yeah. how far into this do I need to walk you through before I can Here's go? Here's my on? thing. Chewbacca is an Stop. eight foot tall monster. <laughs> First of all, they he's come not from a Kashyyyk. He's a Wookiee. Why is he doing living on Endor with a bunch of little teddy bears? He wasn't. And that also, he is ab- from South Park. He abandoned his wife and child during Life Day, and his weird grandpa. 
Star Wars Holiday Special. It might have been a recommendation for you this week if I could have found physical copies of it. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, but I would have done it to you out of spite. Uh, so anyway, in Caravan of Courage, I believe it is. There's Never mind, weird... B. Arthur's in that. I would love it. Yeah, she's not in it for long, and it's weird. <sighs> so there's this weird lake that, like, if you swim under it, it traps you from underneath. Like, it, you could pass through it from the top, but underneath it's solid, so you can't get up to get air. And, like, one of the kids gets, like, trapped underneath. Mm-hmm. And they have to, like, pull him out with a stick because the stick, like, go through and everything like that. Uh-huh. But it really reminded me of that, where it's just, like, you're in a strange uh, world okay. and everything's going to fucking kill you. Yeah. I guarantee these guys have seen Caravan of Courage. <laughs> but, it, yeah, like, like I said, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the texts you sent to me is said like beautifully horrific or something yeah. like that. That's what and I keep telling. There's some legit scary or not, not in s- the jump scare. I keep scary. going back to the intro because I think this is one of the most glorious intros. Gorgeous. But you're just watching the uh, escape pods uh, going into the atmosphere while this beautiful orchestral range mm-hmm. is just building, and you just watch one of them explode. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's like. Dozens of people dead right there. There's some in the first episode. You go to one of the escape pods that didn't make it, and it just has this vibe. I think it's Ursula says uh, to Sam, "She's like, we have to go to pod five. and he just has this immediate wait. And like I said, show don't tell, which I'm doing a great job of telling all the time. So uh-huh. it's an audio medium, so uh-huh. I'll let myself slide. Yeah, but you just see in Sam there's this wait where he's like, I don't want to do that, and you're like, there's so yeah. much fucking backstory. Yeah, and it pays off well. I think the characters are great. The weight of everything. I think Sam has a, a fantastic uh, character arc mm-hmm. uh, from what he was at the beginning to what he turns into. Yeah. Is awesome. And there's no uh, bad apple in the bunch. Everybody was awesome in this sh- show. It's for that gross little hypnotoad. Oh, he's one of my favorites. God damn it, man. I love that guy. I swear to you. If they make a plushie of that, I'll that, buy it for you. That and that ugly monkey thing that's there for with Ozzie? all the two minutes with Ozzy. Yeah. Absolute. Just a solid monkey. I got to say, <laughs> uh, yeah, some of the animals are just fucking. There's one animal that like you see a bunch, doesn't do anything, but it's a weird fox looking thing that has like tendrils coming off its face. Mm. It's cute as shit, but it just like runs in and out. And I was like, I'd like more of that yeah. instead of the gross stuff. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite character was Levi. I yeah. think just a well-written robot yeah. in the uh awesome robot in the first episode ozzy kind of tells her you know you need to adjust your threat sensors because she blows up a flare and she's like hey we're running out of flares so yeah. can you turn down your threat sensors so levi gets taken by these weird snail cow things and uh ozzy runs up and she finds levi getting torn apart by these snail cows and she's just being a robot like can you stop yeah stop it please mm-hmm. please stop he's like i put <laughs> it up way too high yeah yeah just turn its threat sensor down and then yeah. ozzy shows up and she's like levi and he's like oh hello ozzy yeah. i'm just like it's it's kind of like a, a data from star trek vibe yeah with just like the no emotions but oh, yeah just buddy. fucking top notch <laughs> top notch sci-fi <laughs> you it's rang good. a bell in my head oh god can i unring it yeah no Oh, God damn it. You got a new wreck coming your way. Not uh, tonight, but it sometime was, something's, in a, something's in the works yeah. for you. So Scavenger's Reign on Max. Can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Thank you. I never would have found this, and I've talked to people uh, uh, people in my day-to-day life when they ask, you know, what are you doing for the show? And I'm like, oh, it's this new animated sci-fi series on Max. Everyone's like, what? 
yeah. scavenger's rain. What? And I had to go deep in my app to find it. I had to type it in. It wasn't in like the recommended for you or the featured or anything like that. It's just hmm. on the platform. I'm you pretty have- sure it was on mine as a recommendation. Well, we have different algorithms. but <laughs> Mine is a picture yeah. of Guy Fieri. Oh, my on profile? HBO? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> scavenger's rain on Max. Everyone should watch that. Speaking of things on Max. Get, I'm also should. on your uh, your Peacock. Yeah. And you could choose the profile pictures in there. And I saw AC Slater. And I Saw chose it. that, and I chose the name AC Slater because I want somebody like your mom, if she uses it, to be like, how does Taylor know AC Slater? And why is Mario Lopez <laughs> yeah. calling himself AC Slater? Yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't he? Fair enough. I mean, you got a good point there. All right, let's get into my recommendation for Jake, which is the documentary Love Has Won, The Cult of Mother God. Yeah. So I recommended this to Jake because I thought it would make him very upset and i was just kind of bored so one of the things that you recommended a couple weeks ago that this kind of reminded me of was you recommended the folding ideas uh documentary on youtube yeah um in search of a flat earth right which kind of went into cult and people believing weird shit and everything like that how that type of situation so starts had you heard of this cult yes i actually have from another podcast Years ago, yeah, and it was something that was like a uh, a podcast does like a short news blunt uh, blur- blurbs, yeah, sometimes, and one of them was uh, Mother God and how she has a stream now and how she worked at McDonald's and like mm-hmm. and that's all we know and like that's that's something we'll keep an eye on and then it kind of fell off my radar after yeah. that. So this cult, the cult is called Love Has Won. Um, it was started by a woman named uh, Amy Carlson. Who, like Jake said, used to work at McDonald's. For all accounts, he talked to her family a little bit in this, and she was a normal girl. Uh, had her issues with men in the past and some bad relationships. She had some kids young, things like that. Her life yeah. kind of went off the rails, and eventually, she decides to start this movement called Love Has Won, where uh, she so. decided that she was. Uh, Mother God. So she took a lot of acid. She took a lot of acid. One time, and it really changed her head to starting to look into spirituality. A real Sid Barrett situation where Uh, she took enough where it broke her. This is when uh, internet was starting to be uh, be, uh, more consumer-friendly. Yes. So they were... uh, It was so cool to see all these Angel Fire websites about spirituality. You have no idea the nostalgia trip I was on watching that shit. She started it in, like, 2007 is when she, like, went off the rails. But she was uh, looking into spirituality, checking out all these weird websites that talk about it, and she ends up connecting with this one hippie about it and actually meeting him in real life and then eventually, like, marrying this hippie. Which he is guy. right out of central casting for old hippie. Yes. Just, He's just gray ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> like the first the father thing. god looks exactly like what a hippie is right. supposed to look like. And, and the first father god should be a clue for <laughs> how many there's coming. So from there, she, they started to rely on their spirituality, mm-hmm. as in any type of cult that starts, is you start selling people your idea of what mm-hmm. a uh, free and healthy life is, which is she had a vision that she is actually God. God is not a man. God is actually a woman. And mother she God. is God. So she's Mother God. Yeah, not a representation of God, not a prophet of God, not anything like that. She is God yeah. incarnate. She is God. On the planet. Yes. 
Which, whenever anyone tells you that, red flag. Red flag. Immediately. Yes. They got to come with more seats for that. I mean, (laughs) I would like some proof. Yeah. And letter of recommendation. (laughs) Just a miracle. Yeah. And from there, especially being so new to the online scene, Mm -hmm. is something that you can build a cult around. Yes. Being one of the first people to actually flood the internet with messages about, like, we can save you, we can help you, and also our doors are open. Like, if your life is down the tubes right now, just come on out to, I believe they were in Colorado at the time, Mm -hmm. and we will take you in immediately. And this is right in, they picked up steam at the 2008 financial crisis when a bunch of people lost a bunch of shit Mm. and were looking for things like this. And whenever there's hard times, uh, that's when cults and charlatans and con men and things like that spring up. Yes. Like, always. There's people that had money and had enough money to... uh, broaden their reach to get more people to come in to get more money yeah you know and um i'll tell you uh this documentary gets a three from me Ooh, yes i'll take it i love cults yes and well i'm not i don't love them i'm fascinated by them yeah and uh this one is uh, particularly fascinating it's a bit of an anomaly as far as cults go because it's a very Tragic from the beginning, of course, but it's it, it becomes a hell of her own making mm-hmm. uh, to the point where it's like almost every cult leader has this uh, vision where uh, people the rules that they're making to get people to fall in line with them, which I don't even I think it's just natural to come up with these rules when you have people following you, mm-hmm. you just come up with stuff that's like, oh yeah, don't go out to your family, don't go see other people that'll tell you I'm a bad person, right? You know, stick with me, yeah, and then stay in the echo chamber, yeah, and then you get sick and you're like, I need like outside help, and you're like, you're playing with us, Mother God, yeah, this is a trick. You're not gonna get hospitalization. So, and she's like, "Please, for the love of God, me." And they're like, "Nope, not gonna fall for it." So, and- so it is. The cult was kind of based on sex, drugs, and for one person, death metal. Yes. And so, to give a little broader context, I think everyone should watch this. Now that I know it's a three from Jake, we can go into death. And it's not like spoilers because there's no spoilers because it's just it's a, it's a thing that happened. I'll say watch this documentary for the story because it's told. Very well. Great documentary. It's, it's three 45-minute episodes. I will say that it feels a little biased sometimes when they're trying to find out why she would be like this. Yeah. Where they would bring up, like, she had bad relationships with uh, men. men before. Yeah. So, like, of course, she still has it. Where that stuff just feels more, like, implied yeah. when it's not in f- based in anything that's, like, proven factual. Right. But we can't do it because she's dead. She's she dead. So the documentary starts out with uh, police body cam footage yeah. of going into the compound and you see a bunch of hippies yep. in like a weird hippie house and they're like hey we're looking for they Amy talk to and Father like, God Jason right and, and the third Father God mm-hmm. and they're, they're like how many people are in this house Jason and he's like well there's me there's three girls in there and uh, there's Mother God but she has she has rested right and you're, and you're like, oh, I get what he's saying. You know, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, he's not saying. And she didn't say resting. <laughs> she's uh, she's a blue mummy. She's blue. She's a blue mummy. She's dead and at this mummified. Point. And I'm not trying to like belittle people that died because it does sound like this woman had uh, kind of a rough life and kind of had a rough go at the end of it. No. And because I think that like this 
cult is something that totally got away from her. Yes, and it, they bring that the up in the documentary. And it, where she just loves attention, which who doesn't? Fair. You know, and she was building off of this and mm-hmm. you know, she had this uh out of body experience, uh, you know, she got really spiritual with it, which means, you know, it inflated her ego to the point where Especially having other people telling you that you're Mother God. You're like, yeah, 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 I'm great, I'm great, I'm beautiful, I'm wonderful. That just enveloped her, uh, and you can't see the end when you're on this super-duper high. No. You know, so I I don't blame her for what happened to her, you know? Yeah. That's a very human response, everything that she did. And that's what got me so hard, is that she's pretty average human being she had average aspirations Mm -hmm. she was just she was above intelligence uh above normal intelligence i would say and charismatic as shit charismatic beautiful Mm -hmm. and you know uh, seems like a hoot to be around a partier and big time um the only thing that sucks is she accidentally let this thing get away from her so a couple of the other characters that get brought in at the very end of the first episode you meet uh, the third father god, Jason. And he's set up immediately as the bad guy. He's set up as the bad guy because he sits down for the interview with no shirt on. Yeah, he's in a motel room. They view in on his court. I'm assuming court ordered monitoring <laughs> bracelet, assuming. where he calls in to his person. Hey, just letting you know that I'm here. I'm you I'll know be at this hotel for three days. Just right. updating my address so you don't know, so you won't wonder what's yeah. going on. So obviously, and some of the other cult members, the thing that I thought was fascinating about this was they're talking heads with like Amy's family and then mm. with some local people that lived around where the cult was active, yeah. uh, some detectives, A journalists, everything like that. Journalist that uh, described herself as half redneck, half ri- half hippie. Yeah. And I was like, I, I totally understand you. I, I know those that. people. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I am those people. There's members of the cult that are still in it. Yeah. This is a thing that's still going. They do live streams. No, they basically got away from it, but they're not saying that she's not God. Right. Because that's the other thing. These people are so, you know, distraught. You know, they are thrown out from their societal uh, normalcy. Right. To go for this cult. And then this cult is gone now. Their figurehead is gone. You can't just be like, okay, I'm coming back. That's exactly what they're doing because a lot of them are like reaching back out to their families and stuff. Uh, Hope, uh, really, the the girl, uh, yeah. the younger girl, Hope, yeah. she resonated with me a lot because... She's the one that left after n- she became like the caretaker? N- no. She's still doing... Oh, the, the, the guy that, l- lady that does the streams and shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the younger one. Yeah. She, but she was just like, you know, she had a phase where she was like, fuck you, mom. And yeah. then she went away. She got into this cult where she ran into somebody calling themselves their, your mother mm-hmm. and then saying, you know, you are beautiful. You can you do no wrong. And I love you. And you help me out so much. She was getting that validation that she yeah. wants. And then you can see that I really care about this stuff. Oh, yeah. And she... Um, you know, she's just a good person. Yeah. You could see that in her that she truly believed these things because she was taken advantage of for this thing. And it's just heartbreaking to see that, you know, she built up this uh, barrier that has to be breaking down now to get back to what we would call a normal lifestyle, which is just like having a relationship with your uh, birth mother. Right. And you know? I think... 
one of the things that I find fascinating with these documentaries is I try to figure out. I mean, it's just the skeptic in me about cults and things like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, how much of these people actually believe it, and yeah. how much of these people are just it's just the con? Because there's one person in this that's clearly a con man. Yes. There, he's the guy who always says he's in charge of the money. Yes. He uh, handles the all the money whenever anybody wants money. Yeah. He's like, no, I take care of the money. You don't need this. All that, the money's he's me. He's the reason it's a cult. Right. right. It well, is. he's the reason it's a scam because yes. at some point they say that's a great he took point. like six hundred thousand dollars three hundred thirty thousand dollars okay sorry it's still a lot of fucking i just money. watched this thing buddy <laughs> yeah so and when things go awry and mother god is dead and they are still with her corpse because mm-hmm. they're waiting for her corpse to physically ascend yeah and Ten. when he sees the dead body that's when he calls the authorities he's like oh shit yeah because like, they go back to his hit house the fan. yeah you know and they're like because they have no other place to go yeah, so the they love go, house or whatever because they, they see calling. that uh, he took a, he took out three hundred thousand dollars from mm-hmm. the bank, and they're like, "What is going on with him?" So they go from Oregon, which is where they were waiting um, for the ascension, waiting for the ascension, back to Colorado to that house that is that guy's house. I can't remember his name. I think it was Miguel. Yeah, something remember. like that. And uh, uh, he comes back home, and he's like, "Oh, hey, it's you know, love is one people." And he's like, "Oh my God, there's a blue mummy in my bed." Right. And that's when he calls. That's when he takes the rest of the money out. He calls the cops on him. Right. And, then <laughs> and he says, they say, he's like, he declined to be uh, yeah. interviewed for this, which means he seems like he got away with it. Yeah. And I mean, what's there to get away I with? I think Father God is on court release because he, they said he crossed five state lines yeah. with a corpse, which yeah. you're not allowed to do. So, like, even Jason, who is the evil one in here, the guy's a dickhead. He's just a dickhead. He's you know? just a drunk he's not dickhead. He's evil. He's just. They did say it was kind of funny hearing people be like, well, Father God left us. And they're like, oh, he went to do meth. I'm like, yeah. That's not setting off any alarms when Father God's yeah. leaving to go do meth well, for the weekend. Well, they believed that um, all drugs are medicine. Right. So but the male is the bad it, thing. So that's meth. But yeah. she's doing acid and alcohol. Yeah. But no, meth isn't the bad thing. Meth is still a medicine. And if you're good at using meth to cure yourself. This guy seemed like he was great then, at doing meth. <laughs> I mean, this guy got away with. A pretty sweet gig. Yeah. You know? And he's still there with FM, Father Multiverse. Yes. Which... The God. second Father God. Yeah. Well, he was told he's not Father God. He's Father Multiverse. Yes. So, and they all call him FM. I'm like, dope nickname. Yeah. Dumb reason to have it. <laughs> but FM is a pretty fucking and cool I nickname. I feel for all of these people. I don't feel for all of them. I feel for all of them. I feel for some of them. The, some of them, I mean, I would say not for Miguel. I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But um, he's going to write in next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was there to just clearly take all these poor people's money. Yeah. But all these people are just lost uh, people. A lot of them are just rejected from society. Yeah. And. They just found a group of people. That's when you brought up, like, how many of these people are just faking it. Yeah. I'm sure, like, at least almost half of them are faking it. But they found people that love them for them. Right. And so they'll love them, you know. That's my thing about cults is, you know, especially like a hippie cult like this, is you show up and, you know, 
I would if I wasn't a skeptic at heart, I would be a part of this in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, because you Some just pretty go to lady these giving people, you booze and telling you how great you are. I go to this pretty lady giving me booze, and I just go to her and I start giving her the craziest things that I've ever said in my entire life about vibrations yeah. and higher society and how we just take the slide up, and then she's just saying yes, 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 yes. I believe you. Now you just stop talking for a second, start listening to my crazy shit, right? And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, because. You did it for me. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. Instead of talking, like if I told you this shit, you'd just be like, Jake, shut up. That's stupid. Yeah. And I would be like, yeah, you're right. That's most of this <laughs> podcast is me yeah. saying, Jake, shut up. That's stupid. But I, I do. So what I'm saying where you're just viewing this just as like not to make fun of it, just literally as a documentary to look at it as a piece. Yeah. Because uh, for all accounts, Amy was kind of not buying her own bullshit. And there are things that several people talk to her. And they're like, or talk about her when they're saying, how did you you know get involved? And they all have the same story. It's the same sales pitch to all of them where she's listening to them like you were just saying. And yeah. she'd be like, you know, you're brilliant. Yeah. And there's like three different people that are like, and then she looked at me and said, you're brilliant. And no one's ever told me that yeah. before. And I'm like, okay, so it's a sales pitch that she's doing to That's, get people into it. I just feel like it's hurt people. And that then... She's- that no, she's mean, attracted to her. Fucking Manson did the same thing. Exactly. It doesn't mean that he's like an antihero. Right, right. But... And but she was Mother God didn't go and tell people to go and kill no, people. And Mother God also, what uh, some of you might have noticed that we said she's a blue mummy. Yeah, she was drinking colloidal silver. Yes, which is one of those new age things that's been widely debunked. Yeah, I remember. I forget what happened. I think it might have been early days of pandemic when mm. that came up again. Like colloidal silver is like a thing. And I remember I had like a little dropper of it. And I put like two drops under my tongue. And wow, I was just, you like, tried it? Yeah, I was like, this is fucking gross. It just tastes like a penny in your mouth. I was like, why would people fucking do this? And that was two drops. And I remember looking at the bottle. And they're like, don't put more than two drops of this in your body. This yeah. lady was drinking a half liter a day yeah. of silver. Yeah. To the point where she was dying from uh, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, it was clearly that she was having uh, alcohol-related systems yeah. of liver failure, everything like yeah. that, heavy she metal poisoning, everything yeah. like that, like just nutso yeah. life. And what you were saying about her getting in too deep when she was saying things, and this girl says, unironically, she's like, oh, she wanted us to take her to a 3D hospital. Yeah. Because they live in 5D. Yes. Yeah. And this girl's while she's driving back to see her mother, like you alluded to, she's like, "Look at all these three D people living their life." I'm like, "Are it's like a it's like a Schro- it's a Schrodinger's cat thing where it's like, would she her. be like this if there weren't yeah. cameras on her, or is she putting it on?" Because- I totally agree with her. Yeah, I totally agree with her. When she's driving around and you just see this uh, cul-de-sac yeah. of the same houses. Everywhere, and she's just looking around. She's like, "Just look at all these 3D people." Right. And it's like, I get what you're saying because that's the society that has rejected her, or that she rejected it. Yeah. Or either or. Now she has to go back into it, and now she's like, "God damn it!" Right. <laughs> so I'm like, Mother "I get God you." Damn it. Yeah. Also, it's <laughs> nice. a lady. It's a lady cult. Like that's not something you see often. No. Yeah. You don't really see a woman, and uh, it doesn't have like it. it really doesn't have the strong like. And Almost. like they said, it was when Father Jason, Father God Jason shows up uh-huh. that it starts really becoming a kind of a really uh, crappy place to yeah, be. Father God's still out but there with gonna FM. Be, it's going to be a bad place anyway. Yeah. Well. Because alcohol, it, alcohol is fun, but it's not going to keep you around. 
No, because it doesn't. They, they it, had like little charts where it's like she needs this much in the yeah. morning, and then it's like, oh, this is all medicine. There's I'm a like, saying for this where it's uh, you take a drink, and then the drink takes a drink, and then you die. That's right. alcoholism. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna, you know, be fine with you know three beers a day, right? And then you drinking know, a half day. liter of silver on top yeah. of it doesn't help. And then all this, yeah, bullshit medicine that comes up. Right. That's the stuff that's scary and awful, and that's the part that I hate about this rejection is. You know, we see these people and we tell them, you know, oh, you're just stupid and crazy. And they're like, we're not going to listen to you because, you know, you're you're mean to me where, you know, I just want to be like, you know, that's cool. You know, you're experiencing your higher self and you're doing your hippie stuff. And I I, I uh, uh, applaud you for it. It's yeah. fun to uh, seek out. It but did please, seem like they weren't hurting please, anybody. Please don't put silver in your body. Please right. don't do that. It's going to kill you. <laughs> and I said they don't. They didn't seem like they were hurting anybody, but similar to that uh, documentary, the folding ideas thing, it yeah. took a weird alt right turn. Yeah. yeah, and I was did, I, right? that came out of left field because they're just these hippies. Yeah, they're straight up dancing. Hippie. They're talking about Mother God and creation and all this. I mean, like Trump, it, when are you going to come and pick this woman yeah. up? And yeah. then it goes full QAnon to so like Trump's coming back yeah. that he's going to be on the spaceship. Q stands for Queen, which is Mother God. <laughs> How does it always come back to that? And it was just, ta- it's about taking advantage of vulnerable people. And that's why I'm saying yeah. that was when it, it goes from yeah. peace, love, and hippies to, yeah. you know, Q's going to kill all the deep state pedophiles. I was just like, yeah. all right, so are you falling into a secondary cult or are you just yeah. jumping on what's culty now so you can get, because they're still yeah. doing live streams, still getting donations, still sell, yeah. they had merch. They had supplements. They, they went full do, Infowars, Alex Jones, yeah. where you could buy your own shit. Yeah. Your herbal supplements and shit like that. They were doing the white label, like uh, damn uh, holistic healing right. stuff. So I'm like, I don't believe someone that is that business savvy yeah. is also fully believing that there's one mother god yeah. and she wants everyone to be happy. Because I like I buy... Uh, what the Hare Krishna monks that are like giving flowers and giving things to people for free mm-hmm. and like the Buddhism. Yeah. Those guys are about it because they're not also trying to sell you supplements on the internet. Yeah. If the Dalai Lama came out you. with a thing of like special healing herbs that you can buy for twenty nine ninety nine and do that, I'd be like, that Dalai Lama yeah. guy's probably full of shit. Yeah, it can have like a Skype a healing session. Right. Skype. Over Skype somebody. with him. And I'm like, that's that's yeah. Exactly. I just want my money. Yeah. And I don't appreciate the hustle of yeah. something like this. I'm such a hippie at heart. And right. it's like seeing this stuff is something that I totally gel with. I get it to my core. I get it. But yeah, it's so and capitalism get brought in. easy to get taken advantage of. God, you it's know, fun, though. Because when somebody tells you, yeah, that like Trump's helping you, and then you're just a vulnerable little hippie, you're like, oh, yeah, he's helping You'd me. You'd think those two wouldn't go hand in hand. It but doesn't. God damn it, they do. For well, some course reason, they have, they're like she, like Mother God is Trump. Yeah. Also, Robin Williams. Robin Williams died. We didn't bring that inhabited. up. Robin Williams is a big part of this. Yeah, cult. we didn't even bring up Robin Williams being a huge part of this. He's a you know, so Mother God talks to a bunch of dead celebrities and celebrities that aren't dead. They have this vision board of all the people that Mother God communicates with. Yeah, and like some when of them she goes are to sleep. Still she's al- not sleeping. She's communing with, and some of the them others. are still alive. And by yeah. go to sleep, they mean she passes out from yeah, drinking, from drinking all too day. much. And then she'll wake up and say things like, Robin came to me last night, yeah. and he's mad at you for what you're yeah. doing. She just uses Robin Williams as an excuse to be the upset it's uh, just, drunk. It's a very eclectic cult. It became of, a Jim's Jones, uh, uh, Jim Jones thing. 
yeah. where you know the drugs have gotten to you and you're pissed off because their cult's not going the direction that you wanted it to. Well, you once want the it feds to still be show fun. up, it cult's yeah. kind of done. So you're pissed off all the time, and now, but you sold yourself as you know the the lovable one, the yeah. the, the sweet one. So you can't do that, and you're like, oh, Robin Williams is so mad right now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, Robin Williams is in it right now. It's such a fucking weird Gosh, cult. darn it, man. Yeah. I'm just, it's a fascinating one, to say the least. Yes. I can't believe the size that it got I can't believe to. it's still going. Um, I hope the best for them. Please, please, I hope for the best. Well, yeah, you hope it's not the I worst. Love, the worst is Jonestown Waco yes. nonsense. Like Hope's mom is uh, somebody that I cared about a lot. Yeah. I think it was Hope or Faith. I, and I can't remember exactly which one. Ashley is her real name, I believe. But that was just another person that was just a normal mom who was just cared about her daughter. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't want to start a whole club thing uh, debunking a cult. Yeah. He's like, but I, I, I love my daughter. <laughs> right. And there is, you know, there's sad thing that Amy had kids and her kids are in this. Yeah. And, you know, she left them. Yeah. Just fucking high and dry to go start a cult. Yeah. They were like, we thought she was going to come back. Right. And it was like, she just left no. in, in, a, in a manner that seemed like she would just be back tomorrow. She's drinking Jack Daniels and liquid silver. Yeah. Fucking. That's just so messed up. So weird. But like, you're so close to the hippie ideal. It's insane to me. You just kind of cross that little bridge and it's just like, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. These are two upsetting recommendations this week. No, Scavenger's Rain is beautiful. It's upsetting to me. I love it. So gross. Absolutely love it. So gross. This cult was gross, too. Except for that guy that got away with the money. Good for him. Oh, man. She was so blue by the end, man. So blue? That was insane. So blue. Oh, boy. So what did we learn this week? Don't drink silver. Yeah. Watch Scavenger's Rain. I'm going to surprise you. I already knew that. (laughs) Don't drink silver. My axiom to take away... Never trust a hippie with a business so plan. Weird. A hippie with yeah. a business plan is If a hippie's issue. selling you something other than like cool blankets yeah. or weed. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into some hippies. A uh, guy we know, kind of a hippie guy, running coffee. Yeah. He has coffee. Wants some coffee. Here's some free coffee. Yeah. It's awesome. I wonder if it's the hippie I know. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that kind of hippie. But then if he comes up to me and tries to sell me supplements that'll get my 5d disclosure life so i could have said i'd be like bad hippie my hippie uh i used to work with him uh, he just had a bunch of movie recommendations for me and we talk about it. movies and then sometimes you throw in about how he was abducted by aliens and then we talk <laughs> about that every once in a while well you gotta bring but it up most of the time we are talking about wild awesome movies yeah <laughs> jack donaghy said it never go to a hippie with go with a hippie to a secondary location <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've learned this week all right so thank you everybody for listening if you want to get involved with the show you can send us uh your recommendations or any comments um or criticisms of jake's accents to up your at gmail.com or you can send us a message on instagram give at- me give me a give me a prompt give me a prompt a prompt yeah give me an accent prompt okay give me one uh i want to see if i can do it let's go with you're disappointed right. with the plumber all right. Being late for the appointment. All right. But you're Russian. Okay. All right. Russian. <laughs> Why are you not on time? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not not right. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. <laughs> I'll get you one of these days. If there's any Russians out there that want to tell me how bad I did. <laughs>
we're gonna get emails from Bobby Figures and Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh man! Oh. So uh, yeah, be sure to follow us on Spotify. Uh, Spotify is the best way to follow us, uh, and on in- Instagram and YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Uh, that's all up your alley pod. Uh, let's get into what we're going to be getting into next week. Jake, what do you got for me? So, I got you a fun little YouTube. Oh, I uh, like YouTube show. YouTube.com? YouTube.com. Uh-huh. Um, you remember the comedian Chris Gethard, I'm sure. I do know Chris Gethard. I like so Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard had that show, the Chris Gethard show, right? Which is like a show Gethard, for fun. Yeah. Um, when he had it on cable and it was canceled, he went back to doing it for public access. Yeah. But he decided he didn't want to do the Chris Gethard show anymore. He wanted to do Chris Gethard Presents. Okay. So you will be watching Chris Gethard Presents which is other comedians take over his time slot and do fun things. Specifically, you are going to watch Mary Houlihan's episode, okay. Enchanted Pumice. Okay. Yes, sir. Enchanted Pumice. Uh-huh. So that's Mary just uh, Chris Gethard Presents is the YouTube channel. It's the YouTube channel. Yeah. It's actually Chris Gethard Presents 5376. That's at weird. 5376? Yeah. That's the at Chris Gethard Presents 5376. What are you? I don't know. Okay. Chris Gethard's a good guy. I saw him live once. He's fantastic. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be watching Chris Gethard Presents uh, on YouTube. Jake. Mary Houlihan. I have, pumice. I have your Christmas present here. <gasps> it's physical media for Jake. Way. It's a movie for you to watch. Yay. It's a Christmas movie. Physical media. Physical media for Jake. I had to order it on eBay because it's not easy to find. Anymore. Wow. What if I were to tell you that this is a story of a con released from prison? In the air? No. Oh, wait, he wasn't released movie? in the air. How was that yeah. a Christmas movie? I don't know. So he's released a man, released I from know prison. This movie. Do you? Oh, yeah, because I know who you are. And a I man know who your favorite actor is. Is released from prison. And he won't and believe he's this. Held under duress to rob a casino on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. I brought you a physical copy of the 2000 film Reindeer Games. Yay! Starring Ben Affleck. Yay! Charlize Theron's one of her first. Uh, Time out. So this is an all Affleck April surprise in December for an all Affleck Christmas. Oh my gosh. Jake's going to be watching the 2000 film Reindeer Games. It came up today in my YouTube watching. Reindeer Games did. Yeah, because they were doing a game. Have you seen it before? It was a movie game. No, I haven't. Okay. They were doing a movie game and it was like you have to name these movies. Yeah. And... They were on Ben Affleck, and they were on their third strike, and he was like, I want to get him out with Reindeer Games, because he doesn't know anybody else that was in uh, Reindeer Games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know somebody. It was Charlize Theron. Danny she Tra- was in Reindeer Danny Games. Danny Trejo's in it, too. Damn. And uh, Gary Sinise. I am excited to watch this. It's not great, but... I'm still excited. This is more... Yeah, this is my speed right yeah. here, you know? Yes. The phantom speed of Ben Affleck. It's so good. So, so oh, that's I'm in. Do you want to take a guess on what Ben Affleck's character's name is? Um, John Deere. <laughs> no, it's called Reindeer. Rudy. It's Rudy. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Chris Gethard presents uh, next week's Reindeer episode. Games. We're going to want to talk. I already want to talk about this based on this. Based on the cover. <laughs> is it a great Christmas present? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm excited. This is All great. Right. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Reindeer Games. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Jake, thanks for coming over. Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>